We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Chase Parm, and welcome to this week's People I Sort of Know podcast. Today, we're going to talk with Christy Stronsky. She's the owner of Gypsy Waltz Hot Yoga. It's in Oxford, Mississippi, also New Braunfels, Texas. A couple different locations, maybe more on the way as well. Christy, uh, I've gotten to know her over the last few weeks as I have uh, started a bit of yoga myself. We'll talk about that. We will uh, mention her story, have her go through that go through some of the uh, the misconceptions about yoga as well and how she turned what is not her day job into a multiple location yoga passion and a uh, business also there with Christy. So we'll go do those things. We'll uh, also help you out if you're interested in yoga, if you've never even thought about it, maybe uh, the fact that me as flexible, inflexible as I am, if I can do it, maybe you can too. So we'll tell you the uh, the barriers of entry, the way to get into it, kind of uh, what to expect, and much more coming on. It's a little different show this week, but a cool one. As uh, Christy, interesting person, somebody who will uh, educate you on a lot of things to do with uh, yoga and more. Again, Gypsy Waltz here in Oxford. They also have Cycle and Row. I'll throw some links down at the bottom if you want to uh, check out social media, check out kind of what they offer as well. So uh, let's get to it. Here's Christy on this week's People I Sort of Know podcast. We're here on location for this week's show. Christy Stronsky joining me, a place that... I never would have thought a couple months ago would become part of my routine, part of where I am in my life right now. Christy, the only owner, only owner of Gypsy Waltz, locations in Oxford, New Braunfels, Texas, as well. Christy, thanks for the time today. Yoga studio, row, cycle, tons of different things. Uh, I have been immersed in the yoga here the last few weeks. I uh, I appreciate your time telling us some of your story, and then also just uh, helping me, which has been kind of an interesting part of my life these last six weeks or so. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me join. Because it's, you know, I, I made fun of this on a couple of our other shows, as I had never done any yoga, had no idea about really the overall principles of it outside of a little bit of P90X uh, a couple times when I'd go through that. And I'll, this is something that I think all people who are involved in the yoga business at any point understand is P90X ruins it for people because it is a 90 minute thing. It is very hard. It's in the middle of this six day a week program when everyone's just trying to survive. And I think they get a bad idea of what yoga is. I think it starts it off with going, Hey, 
this is not what this can be or finding the thing that works for you or the individuality of what has uh, become yoga. And it was a little serendipitous because I had, I had a friend who um, does yoga a pretty good bit and mentioned to me, hey, have some flexibility. You really should try this. You can't run every day, especially as you're getting older, all these different things. And I had begun to lightly sort of introduce myself to it. And that is when um, a mutual friend of ours, Denson Hollis, had put together some events on, on Fridays, had invited me to it. And then now we are several weeks into that. And I have become really fascinated on just the, the individuality and the ability to tailor these programs to whatever any person needs as it, uh, as, as it occurs. Absolutely. I think yoga in general, it's, it's about our breath work. It's a humbling experience. We're lifting our own body weight. Um, but yoga in general, it's nice as an integrated therapy recovery day. Um, P90X, you know, they do a great job, but they also, um, they intensify it. Yes, mm-hmm. we do, there are classes like that, like a power flow, but more so or uh, more often than not, you're focusing on your breath and then you're adding, you know, poses and different things along with it. And that's all bonus. But at the end of the day, it really is about connecting your mind, body, and breath um, versus a traditional workout where you you know blow and go or go and run bleachers or CrossFit or something like that. All great exercises, but it's just a different type of therapy that um, allows for fluidity and different things on the joints um, with your connective tissues. This past week, I did my first class that was not involved with just the the, the private, the athletics department kind of thing. And, I, you know, I think it's a barrier for a lot of people. And I'm going to get into your story and read a lot of other things and get off myself here in a second. But walking in and just going, okay, this is what this is like. I can do this. There's not the intimidation factor. I, you know, I'm wondering about that a little bit. What do you tell people that, you know, hey, it's not for me. I'm really not, I'm not flexible. I can't do this. I can't do this. This is only for, you know females of this age or whatever the different stigmas that potentially are around it what is sort of the the, the pitch there yeah you know i did i guess the- we get a, our, i get a lot of calls in general and they say hey i'm not flexible this is what's going on i just i just had a surgery this that and the other and i tell everybody the same thing just show up show up for yourself because it is very you know people are um you know they're scared to come in um it is intimidating in the sense especially in our studio it's a hot studio and so you're adding heat along with just a different type of movement that we're not used to and so i always tell them just show up um if we need to do a private before you attend a class or you know a class setting then we can do that but learning your own body is just step one and taking time to take your mind off of what you're currently focused on your to-do list. Um, That's the other task. Even though we have mirrors in the rooms, nobody's looking at you, you're not looking at other people, you're just trying to focus to get to the next pose. And you have to figure that out for yourself a little bit because yeah, it's much like gym intimidation or anything else, except you think even worse because hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know this, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not really looking like you said, everybody's worried about their own thing or getting in their own head. It's it's and you can modify those two things. And we'll talk about some of the processes as we go, but how did you get into this? Where did it start? I mean, I guess doing yoga, deciding it was gonna be a career path. Take me through it a little bit. Absolutely. So at that time, um, this was I actually just saw the memory. I think it was eight, ten years ago, something like that. I was living in Fort, or I was living in Stephenville, outside of Fort Worth. Uh, my friend Ko, she was living in Dallas at the time. Both of us were from, or had met um, in Bernie and Kerrville years prior to that. I was going through some things in my own personal life. Um, I was in a high stress career, still am, and um, along with a few other things, relationship and just life in general. 
Um, and she told me I needed her to watch my dogs. I would fly out every weekend wherever I was going. Um, and I went over to Dallas and she was like, hey, I'm going to watch your dogs, but you're going to come to yoga with me. And I was like, that sounds terrible. I don't want to. I don't do stuff like that. I move fast. So uh, she was like, all right, find somebody to watch your dogs. And so ended up going Gaia Flow, Uptown Dallas, um, hot yoga. And I still have my memory on my phone. It's like, oh gosh, this is going to be comical for everybody um, trying this thing called yoga. <clears throat> and I remember when I went in, 60-minute class, early in the morning, um, at that point in my life, I was I had somewhat um, disconnected from my faith, my relationship with the Lord. And I just remember 60 minutes on the mat. I wasn't concerned on what was happening in my personal life. For 60 minutes, I truly focused on myself. I felt like that relationship that I had with him, um, was it was overwhelming. I felt like it was back. And that was my priority when I left that day, that studio. I needed to redefine my relationship. I needed to find out who I was, my identity, and not hold so much weight on what other people were thinking about my situation at that time. And so fell in love with it there. I remember on the plane looking up studios in Fort Worth, found one, um, started going there, and <laughs> it's a whole nother story, but um, started going to that studio, ended up transferring with my main career back to South Texas, and um, had one of my best friend's husbands who was like, what are you doing with your life? I'm like, well, I'm doing this, this, and this. And he's like, that's not good enough. What do you want to do in your life? And I said, well, I've always wanted to open a yoga studio. And he was like, do it. And I was, I, I don't, I've never owned a business. He said, what do you need? I'm like, well, space, obviously, and this, that, and the other. And he was like, call this person, this person, this person. And I think at that time, he probably, you know, we were in Colorado on a ski trip and he probably thought that it was, you know, he was always, he always shoots off ideas, both of them, they're a mentor of mine, but um, ended up giving me somewhat direction and opened up the studio and um, yeah, haven't looked back. So how long from yoga the first time to deciding you want to actually make it a business? I mean, what, what time period are we talking about here? Um, so I tried yoga for the first time, I think it was in 2013 and I opened the first studio yeah, 2013, I opened for a studio in January of 2019, okay. so six years. But we, me and him probably talked in 2017, and then at that point I met with a contractor. Um, it took about six months to build. I took about a year to uh, research and kind of plan out my vision and what, what you know I wanted it to look like. What is your main career? Main career, I sell, um, I design and build dental practices and then outfit them with equipment technology. So I've done that for about 14 years. Can that be done anywhere? How does that work? It, it is. So right now, actually, I took a new position where I do equipment technology, same position I've always had, um, actually transferred to another company. And now I had one portfolio or one part of the portfolio, so same day dentistry, where they scan your mouth, they print out crowns, 3D printing, cone beam, where they check, you know, your total oral systemic link. Um, and so that I had that for the company right now, uh, cover a, a few different states, but just more educating the reps as well as dentists on what that looks like and how to um, benefit the patient experience and integrate uh, specific technologies for efficiencies and such. Opening the studio, getting involved in yoga to that extent, getting involved in a second career, however you want to phrase it, was it a matter of, like you said, taking those mental benefits, finding more fulfillment in life in general? I mean, what were really those, you know, the, the main driving forces for that for you? To opening the studio? Yeah, of course. To, to getting integrated to that level. 
I think that, so my main career is super stressful, right? Um, and so I found peace and just relaxation and yoga. And so when I moved back to Central Texas, South Texas, I had tried a couple studios and I just didn't find what I found in Fort Worth. Um, again, they didn't know what was going on in my life and I would sit there and talk to them and have conversation and uh, the community that they had built at that studio, it, I saw just the benefits of that through therapy as well as um, yoga. And so in opening it um, or planning it, that's what I wanted. I wanted a space, a Christian-based studio, and I wanted a space where basically I provide the space. That is all I'm doing. Um, when people show up for themselves and they sit around and they talk with other people, they develop um, new friendships, healthy friendships, healthy ways of life, um, living. And so it benefits us all in the future. And so um, I feel like I have created that in both places but it's not what I've created. It truly is everybody who shows up for themselves in the community at both studios that um, you know, are the real, real heroes. You talked about finding things from a religion of spirituality when you got into yoga. Um, I really enjoy the end of a class and you get those five minutes to be with yourself, to sort of finish up. And, you know, in, in, a, in a very real way where you leave and you feel like you're in a little better mindset, a little better overall mental dynamic, um, what do you feel like yoga does do in general for mental health for people who are dealing with, you know, I hate to define it necessarily as depression or just a lot going on or the drive that, you know, day to day brings and the competitive nature of life in general. But how do you sort of feel like those interact in, in positive ways? I think that yoga, what it does it, it, is it decompresses us and allows us to find our inner self because through life, it may be your career, it may be. Um, the person that has done three rounds of in vitro and they can't get pregnant. Um, and you have the daily stressors and these external factors that we all put weight on. Um, I was reading that book I was telling you about that. It was absolutely incredible and just how much weight we put on other people or what other people perceive us as versus just being our authentic self. And the right people will, you know, attract and will be around that, that, you know, that group of people. I think yoga in general teaches us our breath work and through our breath work, how that interacts with everything we do in life. And as we breathe and lengthen our breath, it stimulates the vagus nerve that diverts our thoughts, calms our mind, um, turns off our flight, fight or flight, and tells us it's mental strength, whether it's on or off the field, um, in our own lives, relationships, careers, interviews, that it teaches us that everything's fine. Our highs and lows, we can balance them out. And so, and also identify and acknowledge, if we do have a high, Okay, going back to why are we being stimulated? What's causing this? Who is causing this? And being able to decompress that through our breath work and what's being taught on the mat. Um, you know, it helps remove ourselves without a phone or social media or our computer or anything else for 60 minutes, just truly re identifying again who we are. We all change. I always say, find out who you are and who you are not because it's beautiful in both. Yeah, it's, it's one of the checklist things that I've had to really create myself to do every time is there was one week where I had forgotten to turn the Bluetooth off of my phone and my watch is just going off mm -hmm. over the course of the 60 minutes and you realize you're, you're failing in a couple different ways when you're in there. You're not just sort of getting into your head, letting go or whatever. And then it's also distracting just simply being in the room and following the cues and doing everything else as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been really nice to make it where that is a time where, hey, you're going to turn this off, you're going to click this off, you're going to just kind of step away from it, especially for those um, like me and you to a certain extent that, hey, you're 
stuff's going to be beeping. There's going to be the calls coming in, texts. There's going to mm -hmm. be things if you don't really be intentional about the way that that, uh, the, the way that, that happens. That makes a lot of sense to me in a, in a number of ways from that standpoint. And you mentioned the, the multiple locations you were supposed to start. Is that simply because where you were? What made sense about that being a location to, to begin with? Where I was living and there was nothing similar to what I had experienced at the time. Um, and I felt at that time that I was, you know, planning my roots, and that's where I planned on living. <laughs> so why Oxford? Oxford. So multiple reasons. Um, okay. First reason, I actually came here um, in the fall of 2015. Good friend played football for Old Miss, uh, Javin Steed. Yeah. Prior to, so Gosh. we all had a group together. We all came here, watched a football game, fell in love with the community. Uh, absolutely loved it. I still have like my favorite sweatshirt from. <laughs> A story downtown. Um, and then during COVID, a uh, sweet, amazing, wonderful person named Brooke Jones uh, reached out to me. She asked, she was moving from Oxford, moving to New Braunfels, or moving from Oxford to New Braunfels. Her sister lived there, asking to instruct. We were clo closed down from COVID. And so um, ended up hiring her on once we opened for one class. Fell in love with her. Um, just a beautiful soul and then she had to move back here and said hey would you ever consider opening one and i've always kind of looked at demographics i've looked at different communities i want it to feel right i turned down a lot of people for that and um flew over here the developer was out of houston um it felt good and so and it has similar backgrounds it goes back to my background my hometown and just the community and we're all supporting each other um, also Christian based. I, I do feel that everybody is well connected here um, in their faith and then um, and it's a good spot. It's fun. It's you know a place that I see myself living. Um, how did you get to know Jevin and his family? So I lived in <clears throat> Stephenville as I mentioned. Right. He's originally from Stephenville and at the time um, him and his girlfriend and me and my fiance at the time were all friends and hung out together and um, yeah, did everything together and so that was one thing. He had uh, he had played for UT and then Old Miss and the guy I was engaged to had gone to Old Miss briefly and uh, they wanted to come to a thing so we did. <laughs> um, and when was this in Oxford? When did you start pursuing this and then opening? I opened this one September of 2022, and I pursued it since, I think, January of 2021. It took a little bit um, longer than expected to build it out. We had a, a few hiccups with our heating element. Um, and then also light. Um, there were some stuff in my personal life that kind of delayed the process, and so everything works out how it's supposed to. How do you balance that? You're in both places to some extent. You obviously have another career that, you know, how, 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 how do you just sort of make it all work? I mean, I know you were recently back in Texas. You've been here when, when I've seen you. What is the, what, what are the, the benefits or even the difficulties of, of, of managing both sides of that? You know, I have an incredible team here as well as Texas. So that's first and foremost, you know, hiring the right people that support your vision and mission. Um, but I also, I love coming back and forth. Um, yes, it's difficult in career and everything else, but I've always said, like, um, my, my dental job is my husband and my gypsies are my babies. Um, so um, I'm extremely passionate about gypsy. I'm, I'm very protective of our instructors. I'm very protective of our space. And so um, it's fun. You know, it's fun to come back and forth. Yeah, it's, you know, I was here. 
I left uh, from Mississippi, drove to Texas, 13 hours, 11 hours, went to McAllen for the week, which is, you know, on the border of Mexico, near Mexico, then went back for one day and then, you know, drove back. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of miles. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of um, sometimes stress and tears and everything else, but it's all worth it. It's, you get to hang out with people like you and hang out in the stories that are told. I always say, I never knew that. When I first created the space in my business, um, I was created in my head from what I experienced it. But when you're sitting after class and people are telling you things that have gone on and how that class or that instructor, the right words that they spoke, how it's changed their lives, that's the meaning of this. If I've done anything and I've changed one person's life or made a person's life better, then I've, I've, I've done my job. Um, so that's, at the end, that's the, that's the beauty. How far do you map out? where you're going to be at any certain day or week or back and forth or whatnot, or is there that type of system to it? Absolutely. Uh, well, we have, within the studio, of course, schedules, but my personal, of course, I'm mapping out right now. I actually sent a text, a group family text last week or week before on, hey, Thanksgiving and Christmas, because I'm in November right now booking out. So. Already? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, everything's adjustable. Is there a split that you would like? On visiting? Yeah, living in both places. Oh, gosh, yes. I actually, last time I was here, I um, where I stay, I ended up renting the house until the end of January. Okay. So that makes it a little bit easier. Normally, I was sending dates when I was going to come, when I was leaving, and it was, uh, the owner was like, hey, why don't you just rent it out for the next six months? Yeah. That, that, my friend, sounds perfect. <laughs> You mentioned Oxford, the community feel, the uh, the connected from a religious standpoint. I mean, what 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 is that? I mean, elaborate on that more. When you is it simply talking to people? Is it just a feeling you get here? What 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 created that sense of hey, this is a good place where this works, and this is something that can can be beneficial to everyone? Absolutely, I think it's a small town feel. A B. I mean, example. Um, when you go out and you're talking to people, yes, I feel that I can, I can feel the presence of the Lord. Um, the other day I was here and I walked from my house. I walked, I was meeting a friend for breakfast, I was at the Sleepy Cactus, and ended up walking around downtown and have a little puppy. You know that she's, you know, she's not really on point on everything quite yet. Gosh. But anyways... I, um, I got a Facebook message, and it was said, hey, you dropped your card on the square. Um, I have it with me, and I can meet, meet you with it. Who does that? I'm like, oh, gosh. Well, I would have never realized or known where I lost it. But I just feel anytime I'm talking to people within the community, they all just want good things. Um, one of the first people I ever met here was Lee Harris, owner of Monkeys. <laughs> He's always just a huge supporter. He's like, hey, what do you need? How can I help you? Um, we don't get that in every community. I travel a lot. We don't get that in towns, cities. Um, it's just a different feel here, and it's a, it's a beautiful. And you know that, you know, obviously the officials and different people within the community are doing things right. Both locations, Gypsy Waltz is the name. I know you have um, references or appreciations of your parents and your logo. Um, where did the, the name and everything come from with the design of that? Gypsy Waltz. So I've always been told I was a gypsy. I, I go and You're proving it right now. You're moving back and forth and you're all yes. over the place. You tell me where to go. I My friend, um, she's like, hey, do you want to go on a trip? Yes. She's like, I haven't even told you where we're going. I'm like, when are we leaving? Totally fine. Let's go. 
um, I love. I have you know zest for life and also just um, learning, learning new cultures and ways of life and through travel. So that's kind of where Gypsy came in. Um, you know, we've definitely had some people that are like, oh, you know, that's a negative. There's no negative in there. If you, if you, you know, if you've ever met me, then you know that's where it came from. Waltz. Um, that came from growing up. My parents always told me, you know, be classy. Um, live a life of grace and compassion, and everything you do just waltz with that, waltz with grace and compassion, um, being kind to people, and so that's where walt the waltz of life, and you know the dance, um, relating back to the song. We, I mean, our lives that we live are so incredibly beautiful. Um, just do it right and be nice and be kind, and you know waltz with grace. You. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the flower and the star, the flower, the, those are, those some, uh, resemble, those are some of my father, and he passed um, a while back, and so he loved, we would go wherever, you know, any trip we took, we'd have to go, you know, four hours, when it normally would take two, because we'd go look at all the wildflowers, but he loved the resilience, and uh, just the beauty it brought into, obviously, Texas, and the uh, side of the road, and then the star is zest for life, and that also um, symbolizes just my mom. Um, she had a, a zest for life. Her stories were all, all always incredible in the sense that she, I would call her, she'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you will never believe." Or, you um, guess what? Just so interesting and just high on life in general. You dealt with you and I were discussing before we started the show um, with parental passings and things. You've had both your parents have passed away. You've had injuries and accidents and, and whatnot. How has that shaped you um, to what you're talking about? I mean, yoga and day-to-day -day and, you know, the appreciation for life, fulfillment, but also centering on yourself and, and sort of finding that path as well. I mean, how has all that played a factor into who you are? I think that it has taught me um, through life that, well, loss is hard first off and everybody grieves differently. Um, but finding beauty and you don't know somebody else's story and smiling and giving somebody just a little support It didn't matter if you're walking in the community smile at someone shake their hand You don't know what somebody's battling um, I had a good friend. She lost her battle to cancer last year, and she always said that she's like, you know We're all terminal. None of us are getting out alive But while we're here take advantage of it and again be caring and help people and yoga teaches you that yoga teaches you that you know, we, we plant our own roots, but in order to spread and grow and everything else and be fulfilled, uh, we have to have a good network and a good community. And so I think that's the beauty in all of that. And then at the end of the day, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't be too hard on yourself. We talked about it earlier. Um, people hold so much weight on what other people think of themselves. And our true soul is, you know, being able to love someone, even though we're not being loved back from them. Um, being compassionate, being honest, being direct, being bold. And you can kindly disappoint someone. You can kindly tell somebody no. Um, so just being the best version of yourself and living a big, you know, big, bold life and celebrating the wins and also supporting um, your friends you know, on, the, on, on the losses. What do you hope the atmosphere, the feeling around your studios are? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market atmosphere well hopefully I mean love um <laughs> I like you know I like the fluffy words um <laughs> my sister was like my brother and my brother had mentioned he was like, why does she always use you know love this love this well I, I do I think that um you know how beautiful we are when we love ourselves when you look in the mirror and you love yourself how what a beautiful person we are and somebody who doesn't have that you talked about earlier depression I was so depressed after my father passed um, and I had never experienced something like that. I remember a friend came to me and she was like, hey, you've been sitting on the computer. You haven't done one thing in the last hour. You're not even typing. What's going on? And she was like, it's okay. It's chemically, that happens, you know, and we, we, we cannot alter or adjust it. And so sometimes you do need help with that. But um, you mentioned also mental, just mental strength, mental toughness, mental happiness, mental illness, you know, we create... Um, and find these stigmas, but also at the end of the day, there are so many people in this world that are there to support you. Um, and so you being your authentic self, go out and support someone. Maybe they're not battling a mental illness, but may, and maybe they had, they've had a wonderful day, still support them. It doesn't take much time. You, know? you obviously look for that in your teachers and employees and things like that too. Is that is that easier to find than maybe some people would think? I mean, you feel like that's pretty prevalent in this these areas? Absolutely. I think that, you know, when I go out and seek instructors past the certification, all that fun stuff, you know, we don't, I always tell them, no drama, no cattiness. And I, I mean, still to this day, I don't care what the story is, if I hear the story, you're gone. Um, we won't have that. I, I will not have that. So in the sense that we're coming, people are coming in to release the weight. And so if we're adding to that, then they're not coming in. You know, they're not getting what they, they deserve, what they're paying for. Um, but also, it should feel homey. It should always say, think of it when you walk in to your house on the day of Christmas. You're loved. You're happy. The best moment of your entire life. Your baby was born. Whatever the situation. That's what I want. I want it to feel like when people are walking in, they're walking out or they're coming home for Christmas. And so we're, you know, giving them high fives and we have the lavender towels and we're connecting and we're supporting them and asking how, you know, how was the class? How was your day? What's going on in your life? How can I help you? And so that's, that's the goal is just to relieve a little bit from the people that walk in 
and some of the weight that they may, be, may or may not be experiencing. Or if they're up there high of the high, they just got engaged, heck yeah, celebrate that with them. One of the things, too, that I'm, I noticed you and I discussed it, then I saw it from your side, is you offer classes to uh, anyone going in cancer treatments. Um, is that based off experiences with people you in your life or simply things that you know helps? I mean, what, where, where did that sort of come about from an amenity? So my father, <laughs> he lost his battle to cancer in 08. And prior to that, I had taken him into his treatments and seven days a week. He eventually went to MD Anderson when we found out and then uh, went to alternative medicine. So I saw through his conversations, that was the best part, I ended up um, stopping my career at the time and took him for about six months to treatment and just our conversations and what he was dealing with um, in the mental aspect, we, you know, deal with, oh gosh, you know, this, is this going to happen at work or is this going to happen or, you know, I need to rem remind myself to get gas. Well, they're thinking, they want to know if they're, I mean, they're going to survive this or not, right? So there, it's just the conversations that they're, that are had within themselves. And so if you can provide something that can truly release the weight and have them disconnect from this illness, and it's benefiting them. And then I had uh, Jen Reynolds, who I, just, I spoke about a while ago. Um, she started Pink Warrior Advocates in New Braunfels. And uh, she had a very aggressive form of cancer. And I, during, um, during her battle, me and her would go in the studio and um, we did a lot of work together. And then uh, Alora, who took over her the position with Pink Warrior Advocates, I actually worked with her last week. And so just disconnecting, understanding that illness and how it relates so you make sure that we're, we're adding movement that is acceptable um, depending on you know where it's where it's at what it what's going on and so for me it's it's just it's in my heart it's something that i've seen firsthand i've had a lot of family members um very aggressive forms of cancer and um, just hearing them talk you just want to find um you know you want to alleviate some of some of those stress and pain and obviously, part of the the treatment that you guys provide here, the thing I meant to I meant, meant to mention this earlier in the uh, in the show, but the heat. Um, mm -hmm. you, you you mentioned it. it's it's one of the things I actually really like, simply because you're getting a good sweat and you feel like you're really doing something. And you know, it's it's, it's a completely different experience than hey, I'm going to pop in on YouTube this yoga thing and do it for 25 minutes. And I, I feel like I've had more of a workout if that makes sense when you get done. But beyond that, beyond simply me having that sort of outward thing, what is the uh, the, 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 the reasoning behind it, yes. So infrared heat, ton of health benefits, um, and I'll tell one story in a second that kind of, I feel like is a perfect example of everything, but infrared heat benefits from, um, you know, your cortisol levels, it decreases over time, your blood pressure, it um, eliminates seven times more bodily waste through our largest organ, the skin, than a traditional workout. Um, skin complexion, they're autoimmune. There are all types of benefits that are associated with the specific type of heat. We're very specific in both of ours, in the panels and the vibrations and everything else that goes into the, um, our heat. But we do that, we do add, normally that's a dry heat, we add humidity in, um, but there's, you know, it adds an additional challenge. I always say that you may not catch me that often in a regular yoga class, but I really enjoy the the heat and the intensity from that. I had a girl, Whitney, um, at my Texas studio. She was a firefighter in Austin. 
And she said it perfect. She was like, you know, I go in every single day. I have to save lives. That's my job. That's my career. And she said, um, when I go into your studio, what it teaches me in mental strength, toughness, everything else is that when your mind is telling you to get out, it's too hot. The same thing that happens in fire. She was like, you're having to overcome that. And your mind then changes at the end of class saying, you've got this. You're doing incredible and you move forward. And so it teaches you how to adjust and, um, you know, in some forms, manipulate your own mind. <laughs> Somebody who's just geeking into it or has questions about flexibility, about, you know, some of the mental um, positives that come with it in general, and I know a little bit it's like asking a barber if they need a haircut, but how many times a week? I mean, what does it look like to where you start seeing benefits in those physical and mental ways? I say, you know, consistency is always key in everything we do in life. Um, if you're first starting out, try two to three classes a week. Um, also understand the class that you're taking. Sure. Learn that one class. Learn, yeah. Yeah, learn <laughs> read the class descriptions, um, and take breaks. There's just because you come in, you know, people come in for flexibility, and I tell them, all I want you to do the first class is focus on your breath. Learn your breath. Go to Core 26, that's our Bikram class. Learn your breath. Learn what, what the importance of that, because that's going to benefit you in any of your classes that you take. Um, yeah, obviously they're modeled, but I guess in gang is like hopefully people listen to this. They go, "Hey, I haven't tried this. I haven't thought about that. I've talked about different things." I mean, ours would that be your introductory class that you would recommend? I mean, if somebody's just simply trying to pick off the menu, how would they go about doing that, or depending on what their need is? I would do a foundation. That is our basic class, and what that teaches them. Um, I tell my instructors, act as if somebody is coming in blindfolded. They can't see you, all they can do is hear you. So using proper verbiage to describe the pose on how to get into it um, so that anybody can walk in and take that class. At the same point though, you can go to a power flow, which is our intense tire and heat and everything like that. And they're still gonna have to give modifications as well as they can watch the instructor. But you can come to every class, but don't feel like you have to complete the entire class on your first class. Take breaks as needed, drink water, lie on your mat, because you're still doing work laying on the mat, doing absolutely nothing. Do you benefit from teaching a class the same way as taking the class? How, how does that sort of change for you? No. Because um, you, you're not meditating, obviously, at any, at any point. Right. It's, it's fun. It's fun teaching. And because you're talking, you know, what's on my mind today or what I'm thinking and you know, maybe something, I try not to like, you know, throw up or release things in class, but sometimes it is. It's a, you know, it's a hard day and, hey, let's talk about this and this is where we're going with it. And um, versus taking the class, I can truly release and truly, truly de decompress. And um, when I'm an instructor, I like to do hands-on assist and make sure that they're doing everything properly, getting into a pose, getting out of a pose, um, observing. But it also, it's, it's, um, it's, it's awesome watching people and seeing the changes and seeing them also grow and develop within each class. Uh, yeah. What's next? Is it perfecting these two communities? Do you have another thought in your head of another one? Where, 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 are, you, where are you headed? Uh, our third one will be in Sugarland. Sugarland, oh, Texas. There okay. yep, it's near my hometown. It's a great spot. I probably should have gotten off the first one. But, uh, but also perfecting. I'm a perfectionist. Uh, very much so. And so... 
like I can every day I can go through both locations and and I'm you know pick 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 them apart. Um, that's just me and my nature. How far along is that process on that one? Um, we'll open at the end of next year. Oh so, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we found a spot, um, and I have already a couple instructors that I grew up with, and so it, it should be a nice. But it's it, it takes time. I don't ever rush anything, and if, you know if we open the spring of the following year, that's fine also. Yeah. yeah. My goal when I first started this out, I always said I'm going to have eight locations. I will have eight. And I, I, you know, look at different places, look at demographics, but um, I'm not going to just set a gypsy just because the numbers look good. I'm going to set it because it mirrors my mission, my vision, and um, the community feels good. I ask you about balancing two as it goes to three and four or whatever from a hands-on standpoint and where you are. How does that work? That's a good question. I mean, I, I definitely have. I have plans as I grow. Um, you know, overseeing. I have one that I've, well, one person I've already spoken to, one kind of overseeing everything management-wise. I have one person that will be opening them for me. Um, she's really good at training people, selling membership, selling herself, selling her story. And so um, through our growth, we will definitely put people in positions because what I do know is there are other people that are way better than I am in a lot of things. And I want to find the person, you know, perfect person or the position as we grow so that we can keep um, the mission. I, I will never, I say never, never say never. I'll never franchise, I say that. Because um, I, I want to make sure that we have a mission-based studio. We believe that the mind, body, and breath correlates with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to make sure every single place I put has the same feel, the same community that we're building, so that when I walk in here and I go back to Texas, I don't feel there's a disconnect from location to location. You mentioned that from having the religious element to this is that you know caring about people about like I said the the, the positive emotions and structures that come with it. I mean, how, how do you sort of put into words the tangible way that that happens in, in, in your studios? Say that again. From a from a religious standpoint, like what what you know you say religious based studio. What do you feel like that means to you in these in these situations? Well, we had scripture and yoga. We have a specific class on Sunday that truly is scripture and identifying a relationship with okay. the Lord. Um, but every class, my instructors, you see on my my walls, um, scripture, and those are some of my favorite. But also um, connecting and helping maybe somebody who is lost or somebody who has disconnected with their own relationship to find them and support them, go to church with them. We have um, different churches here that we support and grow with. And then... Also, um, different times of the year, we have Bible studies, uh, but I think that's, I, were, I had told you a while back that, um, or maybe before we started this, that, you know, life is hard, but it's a lot harder without him in it. And, and again, I know a lot of the things that I brought into the studio were my story, but it's really not about me. But the first moment, that first class I took, just the overwhelming feeling and just you know, the appreciation bringing me back to my childhood, my roots, <laughs> and my faith. And um, again, I know a lot of people, good, bad, whatever, people don't want to talk about religion. And I won't talk politics, but I will talk religion. I will talk religion, and I will tell people, um, man, I mean, be between randomness and coincidence and everything else, there's this amazing thing, and it's called faith. And if you have it, you grow with it, and you remind yourself that the bigger picture is 
through him and with him and you support that and you show him the same love that he shows us, life's not bad. It was um, something I heard the other day. It was so good. It was like, well, what's the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life? <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, will I go into this industry? Will I get married? Will I have children? Whatever. Um, and he was like, no, absolutely not. It's, it's the question, is this life for or against you? He was like, because if this life is for you, you're going to be successful in whatever you do. And so the same thing, if I know that it doesn't matter what I do in life, he's going to be for me and he's going to be by my side supporting me and taking me to where he wants me to go, I have nothing to worry about. And so that's hopefully what we're promoting in the studios. Do you know where the fourth would even potentially be? Oh dear! You don't have to say it out loud, but just. I, 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 I have the. I mean, I've, you, you I've, got a little, get a little map out. Yeah, like okay. I looked at Birmingham. I've looked at oh. um, actually right outside of Salt Lake, Utah, and um, Fort Worth, just because I started there, um, in Austin. You know, and I'm I'm open. It just I like to travel and feel and go there. You know, and experience and talk to people before I stand it. You've got some decent Ole Miss athletic connects there because you mentioned Jevin, obviously, in Stevensville. Uh, James MacArthur, who's up with the Royals now, is a major league player from uh, New Braunfels. So you've got, uh, got several different little little things there. Well, yes. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, so I do a lot of work with athletes. That's another thing. I feel like cancer patients or people under um, battling cancer and athletes are my, my two passions. Um, growing up, I did a lot of sports and connected and kind of same thing, the mental aspect. If I would have known about yoga and therapy in general, I'd be a completely different person. And so I love working. We have partnerships with different schools, um, you know, middle school, high school, collegiate level. Uh, I work with some of the professional athletes, MLB players. And so um, it's just it's extremely interesting watching them grow within their sport and in their you know, mental space. It's what I think is lost a little bit, and I don't remember if you're the one that told me this, or it was one of the other instructors, was that technically we do yoga every day. We're stretching, we're doing different things. It's, it's a situation of, I, I, it's kind of full circle back to the beginning is, you know, I get in there and I go, well, yeah, but that's something that our body has tried to do just simply involuntarily as we're stretching and getting whatever with the course of our day or whatever, whatever it is we need. Like I said, I think it's back to that whole point of entry thing of understanding exactly what we're talking about. What we're talking, and you mentioned that's what, but if somebody were to walk in the first time or when they call me, yeah. same thing. We all do yoga. Everybody's terrified, or if you haven't done, you're terrified of it. You you're are. like, oh gosh, I see it on TV. I can't do that. Yes, you do. You wake up every morning, you do a good morning stretch. You, you know, you get on your knees, bend down, whatever you're doing to stretch, and you'll do, you know, cat cows, all the things that we do in the class you're doing at some point in your day when you're driving and you're stressed out and you're straightening out your arms, you're stretching, you're twisting your neck. That's yoga. Yeah, yeah there are some additional poses and such, but at the end of the day. Yeah, yoga doesn't mean you're on one leg and you got yeah, everything up not, and it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. We stand crazy, you know, in our aerial, aerial, aerial souls. Is that the hardest one? You know, if you're doing all of the, the crazy, um, the flips, yes, but. Uh, aerial for me, it's kind of like TRX. So TRX for people who have no idea. Uh, you're suspended, right, in the okay. air, and so maybe you're doing your feet are in stirrups, and you're doing a push up or a high plank. Right. So similar to it's in, it's you know a, a tie or a silk rope, whatever. You're doing the poses, but it's you're able to elongate the stretch, and you're lengthening through your muscles, and so again, it goes back to 
it's different than a high intensity workout where you're working more so on your connective tissues and your tendons and things like that because you're lengthening through and you're using your own body weight. So you're going a little bit deeper in each pose. I had mentioned, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I experienced two very different things over the course of two weeks. It was two weeks ago, the restorative, which was just holding the stretches. And I, at one point, I think I told you I almost fell asleep. I was was like, I'm not sure if I'm drooling. I don't know what's going on here as I was holding the pose. And then last week was hip hop flow, which was much harder, much more go, 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 like a normal workout would be. And it's not sound bowls and things i mean you're playing pop and rap music and you're having a you're having a day so yeah there's a little bit of everything in this thing right and that's in every studio is different even if it's a yoga studio they're all so different in the different practices but in mine we do add i want all my instructors to be different and have different backgrounds and different stories and experience levels um different classes we have the gentle we have the sound baths we have the energy work but we also have hip-hop hip-hop music yoga uh, we have the power flow, you know, and so in the cycle and the row and everything else. But um, yeah, it just brings every single one and bring in um, just a different variety. And so you come and you take what you need and you leave what you don't. I had mentioned to you, maybe at some point getting a class up for listeners, subscribers to let people uh, try it out from an introduction standpoint. But someone who's on the website, they go to it. What's the point of entry? Where do they where do they start? What do they do? Gypsywaltyoga.com. Uh, if they're coming to my studio. Of course, yeah, um, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, or they can download the Gypsy Waltz Hot Yoga app. They create an account. They would sift through the classes and they could book their first class there. Um, reading the class descriptions, understanding the heat. You, you know, on the website, is, I would say is the best form just because you understand the heat, you understand our mission, our vision, everything like that. You meet the instructors. We all have an uh, instructor description on the website. So. I would say website or download the app, and um, the first step is book your class. There's nothing that um, you should be scared of. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been a much uh, much easier, much better than uh, I would imagine. I really appreciate the time and really all the help over these weeks as we uh, continue to to take this journey as as it as it goes. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.